A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the NXT Dupa... I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamper and Michael Sidgwick. We're here to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT Super O Spring Breaking. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review NXT Super O, but also Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, AW, Dynamite, and this is Rampage, baby. <laughs> 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 he dropped that in the wrong bit review, the dickhead. And he's like, so Hamza, what do you think about the rest? Well, what do I think about the rest anymore, Mr. Funny Voice? Right uh, I think I was uh, percolating over the weekend. Like, it's rampage, baby. <laughs> the show you've been waiting for. <laughs> this is the show I've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. uh, we all stuck by it. Uh, we pay- babyface, the rampage screen <laughs> save that we all <laughs> just <laughs> want. I hate. They need to change that theme tune, man. They oh, need to change oh. that theme tune. Uh, we also talk about pay-per-views and premium live events. We don't care about that right now. Uh, Roundtable discussions, interviews, all that sort of thing. and A quiz on wrestle culture, but this has gone completely off the bloody rails. <laughs> so instead, quiz. let's look ahead to... A premium live event. <laughs> 2.0 Spring Breaking. How are we all feeling? Um, well, it's... the <laughs> I don't like it. It's like, this is where they try. And that's where I feel saddest of all, because there's going to be no... Well, I don't... Maybe there will be. I don't imagine there's going to be too many flesh-eating druids tonight. They might just, like, try and have a great wrestling match. Uh, Joe Gacy really pushed Brown Breaker to the fucking limit. I don't care. Where's the druids? Where's the druids that have done a dance routine to pass a belt well, over? Well, don't get invested in a lot of people, because they could quite easily be released on Friday. So, yeah. We still haven't had a chance to really talk about that. We'll hopefully talk about that at some point later in the week. a bit of a tonal shift, isn't it? Well, you've already done it. Sidra, before we, uh, we preview uh, some, some bloody woman that you're not instructed to care about, what about the ones that you did care about that got fired at the weekend? We've got a game coming up. That'll cheer you up in a bit. Got a few games, in fact. But, yeah, it just it does feel <laughs> worth mentioning that, like, they're gonna, the Creed brothers are in action, and, I mean, Malcolm Bivens isn't there anymore. It's just bollocks. There's nothing funny about people losing their jobs, nope. except... In this example, it's because two of the people didn't want the jobs anymore, so it's fine to yeah. joke about. Like, I, I think they did with this with the revival as well. There is a light side to the releases, provided the people don't actually want to work there yes. anymore. I'm really trying to reiterate that, because, like, revival, uh, Malcolm Bivens, Dakota Kai, request the release. Nah. Uh, you're fired. Yeah. <laughs> didn't fancy you anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, like, you can't fire me because I quit. It's like, you can't quit because you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pay you for an extra 30 days. I just, I'm not, this is not me. This is, I know it's an optics thing, but yeah. it's just so funny. I'm not campaigning for anybody 
to lose their jobs. Right, I'm not. Is it not still a bit weird that there's a warehouse in Enfield in an empty BT Sports studio that mm. Nick Carr doesn't know exists? Like, is Ben Carter's job more at risk now than it was because he's come onto this show? What's going on? Well, they are a kid, Nathan Frazier, Walter. It's trending towards One Direction, and it ain't Wembley Stadium. The Gallus boys just keep their fingers crossed to not get the call over or something. They're still around, aren't they? They're like mm. they're under contract. Oh, that's a, I don't know. It's nice to UK. <laughs> <laughs> I know about that. What are these made up people you're talking about? You invented some. Rest- so that's what I. I I want to leave Twitter desperately. I hate it. It's wretched. Every single day, like I get more annoyed now by the people who are otherwise entertaining or insightful follows talking not just about the discourse and engaging in the discourse or presenting the reasons why they don't want to get into the discourse. Like everyone knows, you have to say it out loud for likes. However, there's still a funny aspect when people discuss NXT UK. Like, yeah. Jacob Milner had a great match. There's no such wrestler. There's no such wrestler. But yes. It's like people trying to make fake wrestlers a thing so that one day one of the co-opted, so like aspirationally co-opted journals will say, yeah, yeah I agree with all these takes on Jacob Milner. Like Jacob Milner <laughs> knows how to work a limb. It's like, there is no Jacob Milner. So. I've seen Jacob Milner's really been packing the size on recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna they're gonna ruin um, Jacob Milner when they just make it Milner. <laughs> <laughs> just try and make it this a thing. It already feels a thing. You've done it. Well, we have we have got uh, Nathan Fraser's debut to look forward to tonight. Before we start on that, let's start with the big match, uh, Sage. The uh, NXT Championship on the line: Braun Breaker versus Joe Gacy, who's been uh, using some mind games recently. He has, in fact, yes, uh, greatly. My favorite thing about this is like usually you'd like to think that the build informs the story of a wrestling match. We saw it with um, the two matches that Omega and Paige had across Full Gear, where Full Gear 2020, there was like one nanosecond in Kenny Omega with just customary, brilliant physical timing, just ducks the buckshot. Like, just. The idea is that if Paige just believes in himself that little bit more, and it was articulated throughout the support network of the Dark Order, but if he just believed in himself that little bit more, he could finally do it right. And then the events of 2021 unfold. Uh, Kenny Omega runs out of road. Um, Hangman Page comes back, wins the, the Joker ladder match, the casino ladder match. He's been told by the Dark Order, we're still going to support you even though you lost at Fight for the Fallen because we believe in you. He believes in himself. And the last 27 minutes of the story are just basically just a euphoric last scene of an action film where you know he's going to win the whole time. And you think, yes, I love these 27 minutes of my life because I stuck with you that for the two years that informed it. Is a druid going to interfere? <laughs> in, it's spring break in with an apostrophe. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the, the management figures who thought, hey guys, that's rap. What is a good name for this show? That's really going to connect with the youth and the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> NXT TakeOver Punk Squirrel. Like, <laughs> what? how can we reach these kids? Um, I don't know, hire some kids and we just piss off into the sun because we're too old for this and we're completely out of touch. No. Um, an apostrophe should do it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll do. That'll do it. So it's spring break in. With, uh, Take out the last letter in the full stop. What are you saying? <coughs> G spot. Sounds to me like a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I don't like He's going to do his handspring elbow and um, that'll do it near fall. And. Uh, I hope there's Druid stuff. The best thing they can do is make it so bad it's good. 
get the druids to interfere. Rick Steiner gets involved. Rick Steiner, yes. can, you know that gif of uh, Rick Steiner just doing like that German suplex on that guy's head, all that time when he um, did the karate kid crane kick to that guy, just took his head off <laughs> yeah. for like um, his payback. For no, no, some guy did that to him, and his payback, he just completely Steinlied him like to his doom. Rick Steiner kicks in some druids, and after the druids try to interfere and just make it as stupid as the build, because as Hamlet so rightly points out, this is going to be a really dull wrestling match that no one cares about because the story's so silly. And then they're going to go on the opposite end of the extreme and try and make this very serious, and it will be three and a quarter star at best. Rick Steiner batters all the druids bar one, and Joe gets, I got one druid left. Bron Breaker's toast, and then the druid unmasks to reveal Scott Steiner in a druid outfit. Obviously, like, he doesn't need to get their, you know, their sort of their muscles out or anything like that because he's in Druid gear, but he can just do his, <laughs> he can do his thing, do his belly-to-belly suplex <laughs> on Joe Casey and leave him hey, there. He could do a uh, Steiner or Kleiner as well without taking a bump. Very good, very good. Uh, or he could do a Frankensteiner with taking a bump. I'm, <laughs> I'm game for anything. I'm game for anything he wants. Okay. Whatever he wants to Whatever do, it, wants who am I to say? Um, Breaker retains. I, I think Joe Gase is getting called up after this. I think the, um, Bruce Pritchard has... Fallen in love. He's fell out of love with one version of gimmick, but fallen in love with a new one. So he's kind of got bored of there. He's had his pop at the work liberals, and he's done with that now. So only goes to for like, now. Only goes to fiend stuff. Like he's going to take on the fiend liberals, and he's like he's going to sell Joe Gacy to Vince McMahon, and I think we'll have him on the main roster. Very Don't train the swamp. I'm living in it. <laughs> <laughs> and this will be this will be it for him on two point uh, another title match, I agree, uh, Brumbreaker retains. Uh, another title match we've got is a triple threat. I think this could uh, steal the show. Solo Sokoa versus Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams, of course, in his corner against yeah, Cameron Grams. Can you steal something if that object is not desired? Like, can the show be stolen if there is no show anybody cares about to steal in the first place? Mm. By which, I mean, yes, this will be good. Like, ob- objectively pretty good. Um, you know, like I wouldn't like Cameron Grimes is polished. Uh, He's great. He is great. Kamala Hayes is main roster ready and too short. He'll not succeed. Solo Sokoa can. Who's be, that guy behind him though? <laughs> Solo Sokoa can be carried to pretty entertaining stuff. Triple Threat will probably help him. So yes, I think this will be perfectly good. But that's sort of problem, really. Like we don't come to NXT 2.0 for the great wrestling, and often you feel patronised when you do. The best chance that this match and indeed the show has is if this opens. Because mm. I find that NXT 2.0 as a weekly episodic thing is more... Like, the show feels better when you've had this great match. Like, maybe this program's got a chance after all. And then some dreadful backstage dreck happens. But when it goes on first and you already haven't got this, like, bad taste in your mouth and something else on the show, like, the good matches are more offensive after you've seen some nonsense. So I hope for the wrestler's sake this goes on first. I expect it to be um, absolutely good, but in all the predictable ways, and grinds to retain. It's one of those where it's... I don't want to completely undermine my esteemed colleague and good friend's point, um, but you can give an individual assessment of each wrestler all you goddamn like, pal. <laughs> <laughs> the genre absolutely blows, and the genre is uh, tri- WWE doing a triple threat match. Solo Sokoa is going to take like a uh, a suplex, and he's going to sell for seven minutes. And it's like, oh god, and it will be Sokoa who does the selling because he's the ta- he's the guy who needs more ring time. So what do you do? If you're an incompetent organization like NXT 2.0 and WWE itself, uh, you give him more time than the other guys out of the ring because he's limited on what he can do. They want to put on a quote-unquote great show that uh, 
exists for the almost sole purpose of drawing ratings. But beyond that, having very patterned, quote-unquote, great matches, and people going, <laughs> going right off NXT 2.0, guys, because look at what they did on Tuesday night. They left everything in the ring. <laughs> and... Uh, that's such a funny phrase that <laughs> when you apply it to something like T Point. Yeah. They left it all out there. <laughs> Nobody came to watch it, but they left it there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I genuinely think this could be a bad version of a triple threat that if it exists, because Carmelo Hayes has got a lot of indie experience. Mm-hmm. Carmelo Hayes, uh, Cameron Cameron Grimes was like the one of the last kings of PWG. And uh so they don't need the ring time. But when push comes to shove and you want the quote-unquote great match to get a little bit of engagement, you want people to do the fire emojis. Yeah, great match for the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the bicep flexing emoji. <laughs> Run that back, yeah. And, uh, Run it back, asking for rematches of crap. And, uh, oh, well, I want another round. Chapter two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> have you read the YouTube comments on WWE's NXT videos? Is that what they just oh want Oh, my rematches? God, you, you find the people who actually earnestly like it. I play them, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> Look, if they're happily doing their inside bereft praise deep in the bowels of a YouTube comment section, and that the hell away from the the websites I frequent more often than not. Oh, you say the general public. <laughs> yeah, 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 and that. Yeah, and that. But yeah, that should be good. If, if, if very cliched and indeed counterproductive. Who wins? Common grounds. Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes cave into Solo Sokoa after he's had to deal with both uh, uh, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. So they got the out there. Cameron yeah. Grimes has got that kind of mischievous quality to his character where despite turning face, he can still do a heel thing, but you don't really resent him or think, of, oh, he's a tosser for a baby face because he's got that rapscallion charm as Cameron mm. Grimes. So maybe they'll do your favoured fantasy book and finish for a triple threat match. That because they do it like eight out of ten times, is Carmelo Hayes goes for the win after doing his finish. Cameron Grimes throws him off and then pins Sakoa, and then you get the the real quiz rematch that they want to do between um, Hayes and and that Grimes. is pretty great. Like there's a good single, there's a really good singles main event in that. Yeah, I'm sure absolutely. they've done it. It was mid, but have they? Have they done that already? Maybe they've done everything. Missionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on top. <laughs> and doggy, all the positions. Sisters, I'm just watching. <laughs> Ready to pop the question and take advantage of 30% off? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com to get 30% off. Select lab-grown diamonds. That's BlueNile.com for 30% off lab-grown diamonds. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Uh, let's talk about Nathan Fraser's debut then. Uh, he's in action against Grayson Bloody Waller. Um, and it, well, it was meant to happen last week, but then Grayson got involved. Uh, he's been someone who we've had an eye on, obviously, since his time in AEW. Ben Carter went to NXT UK and none of us saw any of his matches. So I haven't had an eye on him then. So what it just in terms of someone who, <laughs> who, who you've, you, you two guys said, um, it was, it was, he's someone to watch. That he's a British star. We've got the Bermuda Triangle Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> but he's been someone, he, he's been someone that really was a standout for you, even though, even those brief uh, AEW flashes that we saw him in. I just thought the guy looked incredible, especially for his age. What I loved most about Nathan Frazier is that he works a style that if you're good enough at it, you can kind of get away, like even pack, catching Hangman Page, Ori Horror Moonsault will go, it's for me? <laughs> with, a little, with a catch, <laughs> with a catch, right? Yeah. Nathan Frazier, I was so struck by this, so taken with it. He would like, about to receive an aerial, and he'd like jitter a little bit as if to like, oh, I'm going to get flattened here if I don't move. And he effectively made it look like he was caught in two minds about whether to go for a counter. Is it too late? Will I like bang my head against that, this guy? If, and he's just like, he was caught in two minds as to what to do or he worked being caught in two minds. The connective tissue between moves from this guy was almost as cool as the moves themselves. And he saw that tope. He went into Walla with so much force, like he almost scorpioned himself. Yeah. Because the momentum and the velocity was so much. This guy should be great. Grayson Waller isn't a great pro wrestler, but he's got some big, daft, cool moves in him. So if they just let them do some stupid, like, a moves with a Z match, rather than stare at your hands with a Z, which is another name for an NXT 2.0 takeover, actually, <laughs> then this should be... Honestly, I think this this the ceiling on this is bigger than the triple threat. Yeah, um... If only for one or two moves, this stands a chance of doing that like all important bit of rare engagement that NXT gets where just every now and then a match will get will generate a gif or generate a moment or some talking points online, which is all that this show can kind of ask for. And you should be getting that with a Nathan Frazier with a Ben Carter. Like oh, not to be cruel to like, I haven't seen any of Nathan Frazier's work in NXT UK, right? All I've all I've seen was when he was Ben Carter and he was making a name for himself in those like two or three incredible AEW performances where you just feel like you're seeing the next generation yeah. of cool high flyer. And to be honest, in that genre, that's all you really need is those, that flash of a feeling. Um, you know, going right back to whether it was like a Rey Mysterio, um, Psychosis Rey Mysterio, who do Guerrero match in ECW, where it was like, well, I haven't seen that before. Jesus Christ, I didn't realize the human body could do it. Right the way through to present day. So the match doesn't need to be incredible, but the moments do. I keep, I'll, I'll reference this sometimes. The Casey Catanzaro finish that I don't think was an intended finish. That broke out that day, and that was in the CWC. Mm. You know, like, the, he only needs one or two of them. And for a day, well, not even that long, it's a Wednesday, for half a day, <laughs> like, the wrestling commentary will be talking about, Nathan Fraser is here. Yeah. Like he's going to be the guy, like, he's the guy, straight away people will be getting excited about what him and Brombreak could do. Power game versus, like, super high flyer, all that kind of thing. So that should be what they should aspire to achieve. One spot, one incredible moment, akin to that dive from last week, but even better that Nathan Frazier's got in his arsenal. And you can write this down as a success. Like a success for the brand and indeed for the wrestlers too. Uh, let's talk tag team matches. Natalia and Lash Legend teaming up to take on Cora Jade and uh, <laughs> WWE's latest favourite, Nikita Lyons. We reported in the news this morning they are very hot on Nikita Lyons. 
And, uh, well, you could certainly could tell that with the way that they are presenting her. Um, how do you see this one playing out, Hamlet? Oh, it's just, well, it's a mess, potentially. It's chaos, this man. They send Natalia down. In, like, her role, as we've sort of seen before, like, on the main roster at this point, she works the house shows with people. She probably goes backstage and she says whether or not a yes, a yeah or an eight to the you know, incoming female talent. She'll work with women to try and bring them on. Countless women have said like how vital Natalia was to their progression in WWE, all that kind of stuff. So it stands to reason that she goes to this division where the in-ring is kind of a mess and she should theoretically clean it up and as yet failed to do so in these segments where she's doing the physical stuff. It's not looked that great. Couple that with the interview last week with Athena, the former Ember Moon, where, like, some of the outgoing female talent have been like, do you not want these great matches? And it's like, Johnny says no, his shoes are covered <laughs> in cum. Like, he just wants, like, sex back. It's the thing we've referenced since episode one of 2.0. Like, this is his stupid, it's, it's porkies forever. This guy just lives this life, basically. <laughs> Wet, hot American NXT. And as a result, you've got these two like opposing forces coming. Natalia's coming down to make this women's division credible. Cora Jade is a skater that doesn't skate for kids. And then on the other side, sick stuff. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. None of it ever contributes to the quality of good matches. I think this will be a disaster, like trying to dress itself up as a, you know, credible combative action. I just, I, this stands no chance. That stands no chance whatsoever. It's like, it's a more. There's more stuff to remember in a tag. I mean, look at what FTR do, how they can actually remember all of the convoluted days. I'm not saying it's going to be an FTR-level tag, but it's just, in some respects, you can just do it now, stand on the apron, right? It's your turn to come in and do your heavily rehearsed spot. But if this match has got a shred of ambition about it, like Lash Legend in particular, could really, really, really struggle. So who's in the match again? Natalia and Lash Legend versus Cora Jade and Nikita Lyons. Yeah, because I don't... Maybe they will. I think maybe they'll have Cora Jade take the fall here, with the idea being that she can beat Natalia, nominally a big WWE star, and then she can do the title thing again, which they deemed her not ready to do at Stand and Deliver, because they, if you remember, added different bodies to the match. So I expect... But she's definitely the big Project Babyface win, isn't she? Yeah. They think they've got their next early or something. Exactly. Yeah, so right. I think she'll lose now with the idea being that she can one day soon, we'll get it over with, beat Natalia. And so that's how I expect this match to go. You can then have Lash Legend claim a sort of sideways victory and then they're going to do bloody Nikita Lions again. Legend Lions 3? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> expecting the quality of this to be pretty dire. Um, uh, so I've given you the perspective quality. I've given you the winner, but I think it's more entertaining to predict the Wade Barrett predictor. Because if you notice, Wade Barrett has kind of been instructed to speak in that awful language of Twitter that oh, people yeah. talk in. Simple hurt. When that's what he said to Vic Joseph the other week when he had like saying something nice about women's <laughs> uh, wrestling ability. Oh, simple hurt. <laughs> and then you remember the. Infamous yeah. intro to last week's episode yeah. where he's going, bloody Nora, look at that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Elon Musk might, must have, might have just bought Twitter, but we were being thirsty and horny on mine before you got anything to do with it. So, yeah. I think the Wade Barrett predictor. Okay. I think he's going to say, I think his core Jade is presented as being a little bit young in NXT. So, I don't know if they'll do this, but I, I've got a feel like, Every bloody good tag team needs a name. If you look at these two, I'll call them the first traps. 
Are <laughs> 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 uh, you going to say something like that? Good. Uh, that's a new submission move. Uh, she's going to the first trap. Uh. <laughs> you want to add? No nuts. <laughs> uh, finally, let's talk. Uh, let's talk the Creed Brothers. Boom. <laughs> let's talk the Creed it's Brothers. Spring breaks. So I've got my shorts on, which means I can rub my thighs. <laughs> so oh, the they're going to be in spring break. Spring break. Whoa! They're going to be in spring break, aren't they? They're going to be like drinking at the that table, like all spring break. That's oh like, yeah, the pool there or something. Maybe toxic attraction will get in the pool later on. Get some beach. <laughs> How have we not thought of that before? <laughs> Why even bother with a ring? Just put them over, Paul. Not men. <laughs> I've got some bad news for you, Rick. Men, men are allowed in the pool, too. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait I drove in the pool before I saw I was like, cannibal. Boom. Then <laughs> what I used to do, boom. And no, my big no. coat. Remember when it, uh, the wrestling landscape was totally bleak and everyone was saying, oh, Wade Barrett should have won the world title. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how my gimmick changed, I persisted with that big coat. Boom. They tell me to shut up and stop saying boom. I, mean, oh, I was onto something with that. You ever been to a bare knuckle fight? They all wear big jackets and say boom. <laughs> and we like wearing uh, Can the Creed Brothers defeat the Viking Raiders, Michael Hamlet? <laughs> Does it matter anymore? Because all the friends are gone. Like Roderick Strong's ass was released. Bivens is away. Like the, uh, yes, they can defeat them. This could be pretty good, couldn't it? We sort of previewed this last week, didn't we? Like, oh, yeah. oh, they, they win here. They beat Malik Blade and, and Houston FA. So, yeah. Don't mind. I've finished. Uh, the Viking Raiders have come for that strange, <laughs> we've discussed it, strange and wholly logical. Main roster comes down to theoretically get somebody over, but they themselves are not over and have to beat somebody on XT 2.0 to earn the credibility in the first place. What a disaster of a thing that this continues to be. Uh, I, it, like, it could be... Fun in a weird way, this one. Like, they're really dumb fun stuff. How much do the cannonball? Yeah, like, can the like Creed brothers throw the Viking Raiders? That might be interesting to yeah. you. Got someone to look at. Like, I'll, I'll look at this. Why not? I'll look at this as well, greatly. Like, if they don't start the hands or do boring transitions or do general WWE things, this match could be an absolute boatload of fun if they just do dumb power stuff, grunting throwing that which you should not have a physical right to throw as harmful points. That should be class. Okay. Bring back the uh, slapping each other in the face attack as well. Yeah, why not? Both sure. teams could do that at the same time. What's going to happen to Ivy Nile now? She didn't get fired, did she? No. She's good Ivy Nile. It, it, what a mess this company is. So the idea is, yeah, we've got a hot new act. Right, This is in the space for a fucking week. We've got a hot new act. Yeah, need to get uh, a main roster mainstay. So we have veterans. Who've uh, not really done anything, but you know, <laughs> still been there longer than most. Have fired everybody else. Viking Raiders. Let's get them down there. We've got a new pushed act that we really want to do well on television. So give them the rub. Give them the rub. Uh, who's this act? I'm going to fight half of them, but that's by the by. Uh, it's Creed Brothers from Diamond Mine, who've had like how many people have been binned off? Is the one. It was that lad, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, he looked like a Jack Stewart peg with long hair. Sure, yeah. I forgot about him. Three members yeah. of this group. Yeah. Stuart Peg. Ben. Simon Peg yeah. is the word I was looking for. Stuart. Three members of this group. Aye, all gone now. Remember when Warwick Strong <coughs> said I had another group fall apart from my very eyes? He's had two, mate. <laughs> like, I had another group no, fall. Four, they had the coach as well. He got fired. Yeah, they've had three. 
I've had a group fall apart in front of my very eyes, and I'm trying to get back to them as soon as I possibly can. Can I have a release, please? I, I, I just this. I, I like I welcome it happening because it's just something weird to talk about one week when main roster. Can you imagine the week and it's going to happen where like the, the main roster star comes down to cut the promo and says, uh, "You know, a lot of people on this brand they used to be referred to as Dusty's kids, but I'm Dusty's kids." And tonight, <laughs> Grayson Waller, you're going to come face to face. Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody Rhodes sent to NXT to get some loser no mark. <laughs> in this idea that, like, didn't you do that every week? I thought it was a very, very different thing. Yes. <laughs> no, you can do it. Go on. And he's going to, like, try really hard and it's not going to matter. Cody Rhodes on NXT 2.0. It's going to happen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, should we play some Definitely. games? Yes. Yeah. Let's play some games. Should I start with the, the bringing back of one of our favorite games? This, this is your thing. Uh, the reason we brought it back is they are launching the uh, NXT Breakout Tournament next week, I believe. We know four of the participants, Lash Legend uh, and three of the women who have been boiled down basically to MMA Beauty Queen, Corporate Smarts and Sister Fighter. That's what I've got the names as right now. So I tasked you with this last week to go away and think of an occupation or something along those lines that can be someone's thing in the Breakout Tournament. Who wants to go first? Duh. I've given it entirely too much thought. <laughs> right. Well, the last time they introduced a wacky women's character, uh, they wholesale ripped off uh, an act from All Elite Wrestling, that being Wendy Chu. It, obvious Orange Cassidy knockoff. She even had orange juice and all the rest of it, and she was, you know, a bit lazy and sleepy. So I don't know if this is just Bruce Pritchard just subconsciously ripping it off, actually, no, wrong way, <laughs> and just doing that, or they just are trying to get in on it. Or the thing about NXT 2.0 is that it kind of unwittingly invites scorn if anyone cared enough to do it. So that's a tragedy. You can't even tweet about it because you don't get the numbers. <laughs> I put it to you that they will unwittingly invite scorn by not realizing that AEW already had a librarian Ooh. So I think there's going to be a librarian character in the breakout tournament. And you know what? I will give NXT 2.0 Pelters for being wildly counterproductive to its stated aim, for being a sex-crazed TV show, for virtually everything about it, other than the two minutes where Bron Breaker's interesting. They do have this tendency. You can tell there are, there are actual writers who, unlike from Vince they are actually allowed to prove that they can write a bit. Certain storylines end up in a direction three weeks later where it's like, you bloody did something three weeks ago. Yeah. I told him this is going to happen. Well done. <laughs> it's, like the bare minimum. it's the absolute bare minimum. The absolute bare minimum, but they still do it. So I think if they have a librarian character, they can shoot scenes involving other characters in her library to get the characters mm. over. Mm. So like you could have Brooks Jensen like in a book opening a book, looking around, he's a bit, he's a bit embarrassed, he doesn't like to admit, you know, he's still got his V-card. And it's like the book's about how to pick up chicks. Oh, <laughs> good. And then the one that he fancies is looking at a book on, like, like management skills because she wants to manage Von Wagner. And she can look at that and go, <laughs> and walk off. You could have, like, uh, Brooks Jensen in, like, the... <laughs> Books Jensen. Books Jensen. You have Books Jensen in, like, the... the the, the erotic fiction. <laughs> I was going to say he had like National Geographic. He's like, you seen this? Seen this? Seen this? 
I'm very interested in the world. And yeah, all, yeah. Uh, but there's... Have you ever been to Barter Books in Amble? No. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a second-hand bookshop, and it's like and it's really like sort of nice into like Northumberland town. And you go, you walk past, and it's like next to like thrillers or whatever. They've got like an adult section. You know what it's called? What? Because it's like uh, very spicy books. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bit spicy, these ones. <laughs> She's talking about some cock pulsing at the back of your throat. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit spicy, this. <laughs> so the librarian. Library, I like that. And then it's a perfect place for Wendy Chu to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Good. Yes. There's loads that can do with the bloody librarian. Or AEW thinking. Not doing this wacky bollocks. <laughs> Saving that for the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. On the main show. I um, googled most popular occupations in the United States for this because obviously they're all going to be occupational gimmicks, aren't they? You know, and there's, there's what is it like four spots left in the breakout? So I thought yes. they need more than you know one job. And I was trying to like, so I looked at like what the most popular ones are. I was trying to chalk off the ones that it absolutely could not be until there was only like you know the odd one left. So it couldn't be one of the most popular occupations, a janitor. Because obviously we've just seen that Cedric Alexander's going right the way back into those oh, yeah. garbage yeah. overalls, so they can't use that one. Um, it couldn't be an elementary school teacher because the show is for people at the opposite end of the age scale, <laughs> not for those young children. So that character just simply would not be recognisable or relatable. A um, lot of people in the United States work in retail, but I have not seen them introduce a new wrestler that can sell anything. So I don't <laughs> foresee <laughs> them appearing on this show. In Build Feud with Tiffany Stratton. There you go. <laughs> You've got the likes of finance and office clerk and jobs like that, which yeah. have been very much taken care of already by the, one of the gimmicks we've already Ooh, seen. Corporate smarts. So that has left us with a character that all of a sudden made all the sense in the world to me for NXT 2.0 in the way, especially the way they frame women. Um, you know how uh, Michael Scott always hired the same stripper that because she wore a nurse outfit, he thought she was a medical <laughs> professional. <laughs> They're going to say this woman is a nurse, but she's going to look like a sexy nurse. Oh. <laughs> the hat, the tits popping out of that awful white BBC carry-on film to carry-on <laughs> nurse type singer. Well, have you seen one of them? I haven't seen anyone of them in a hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be their vision of a medical professional. And she's going to work like stretchy matches and stuff like that. Oh, and no, she's going oh. to measure the heart rate of Boris Johnson or whatever he's bloody called. Yeah. It's because she's hard, hard, he's racing here. Oh, yeah, he always does that when I'm with people like you. Uh, no, uh, doctors, I mean. Uh, I had something similar, actually. Have you merged the two of yours together? A librarian nurse. No. It was... It was <laughs> I'm just watching. Medical. It was not medical, but it was... It was a medical thing stolen from AEW. So, basically, uh, she was going to be a vet. She was going to be a vet, and she was going to say my name's Sarah Smith. V-E-T. Right, there you go. <laughs> just straight, just lift it straight out of AEW. Or the other option I've got written down, optician. The only person who could see me winning this tournament puts glasses on. It's me. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, I think your uh, words against me are a little bit uh, short-sighted. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a look at that. She wanted. <laughs> uh, where's Wayne? Oh, look, I can't see anything. I'm gonna have to go for an eye test, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go, do you want to do Where's Wendy this week? I hadn't thought of a bloody thing. I got Where's Wendy this week. So because they've cast, like, Natalia as, like, uh, trying to be some goddamn respect to these women who are new to this business, no respect to business. Yeah. After the match, the camera's going to keep following her, and she's going to go backstage, and, like, Wendy's going to be asleep in Gorilla, 
And Natalie's going to go full undertaker on her. Goddamn millennials, wake up and we'll respect the business. <laughs> For sleep, sir, match. You should some beers. You should stay to the end and watch the main event and break the ring down. <laughs> Come in at 12 and you'll leave at 12, even if your match finished at 2, because there's a lot of work to be done and there's a lot of veterans in that ring and you got to learn everything they do. It's like you're lucky to be working on the same card as the goddamn undertaker. <laughs> Nice try, big man, but I don't sleep. <laughs> Unlike Wendy Chu, she's always fucking sleep. She doesn't respect the business. Uh, Look I'm at the way that he waits to do the big leg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, what's the bloke? What's the... Guilty uh, <laughs> leg He's going to do it, guys. <laughs> Watch how much the crowd wants it. Learn from him. Look at the arch of the knee. Look at the arch of the knee on the dead man. Didn't feel a thing. Light as a feather. Light as a, <laughs> a feather. You've got 60,000 people there. you got my best friend, just a referee. He drops a knee across me and I didn't feel a thing. Dead man. Professional. That's why he's a locker room leader. That's why you're all so fucking boring. That's, <laughs> that's why AEW exists, you big nose prick. <laughs> uh, well, where's Wendy this week? I might not actually feature Wendy, but I was collating in my head what she's been, uh, what she's been up to recently. Water guns. Super soakers, yeah. So okay. Silly string was the silly string last yep, week. Yeah. So I just think I've just written <laughs> toy shop. It's written, I've written six words. Whoopee cushion in the toxic attraction lounge. Seven words actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Because yeah. Natalia's there as well. So <laughs> oh, Natalia's here. Brilliant. That's part of her entrance. Oh, Boom. Yeah, that's good. You know, in Friends, where Joey like throws away that term because he assume everybody knows it. You know, I was talking about smell of fart acting. Can you imagine JC Jane and Gigi Dolan smell the fart acting? Like somebody does a fart, they go, oh, it stinks, we're getting their hands everywhere, like holding their nose like fans in the early night. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> uh, uh. Mandy, is that you? Uh. So yeah, we'll be cushion. Full on green, like sm- clouds of smoke and stink lines coming out. Either that or that could be a wrestler. Hi, I'm Whoopi Cushion and I'm taking part in the- uh, <laughs> I'm in the breakout tournament. <laughs> Uh, finally, well, you did the uh, whoopee cushion. <laughs> Way better, pretty core. Do you want to do this, Tony? No, do you know what? I, I've got to confess, I haven't got out because, like, I can't, A, I can't compete with yours ever. I've got one before him. Okay. But, like, that like that baby face turn last week, like, really knocked me <laughs> sideways. Hey, that. it's your kids. I love them. Like, it's just like, just a night coming out slapping thighs and their smile. It's really, really knocked me for a loop, that. A lot of the Tony D'Angelo character exists for him to say words funny that people like. Yeah. And uh, going on the dark. So if he's, I think this exists, for him to say a particular word. Okay. And he's going to be sat. That's what this game was originally, wasn't it? Just meant to be a one word. Yeah. It's really exploded. <laughs> yeah. You're <know>, like <laughs> auditions. So I think he's going to sit down. Santosha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does have a, I forgot about that. a sit down with Santos tonight. Yeah. Sit down, Santos. I think. And <laughs> so he's going to say one word. That's funny because that's why the character exists. And what are this? What do you sit down to do? I'm so scared. Trush. A trush. You know, like. Truce, truce, truce. We're going to wake it out. So we're going to work this out. we got a little beef uh, conflict. So I'm going to offer you this truce. Because he kind of, he's got that Tony Soprano thing going on. I 
forgot about that he was from, from Amsterdam now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, Legado del Fantasma, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, daft that will one. Uh, right, uh, the final uh, Tony D'Angelo predictor. Um, Tony's going to say, uh, hey, Santos, I want you to take a seat, man. Take a seat with uh, Santos. And he says, look, uh, I saw what happened last week. You attacked Boris Johnson backstage. Or, or, or one, of the one, one of them got being down there by Johnson. I saw, uh, I saw what happened. Uh, but uh, you know me. I ain't no snitch, so I ain't going to finger Electra Lopez. So, because Sam um, Finger, if any of those people means to uh, grass up. Um, and I ain't no snitch. So I ain't gonna, you know. Problem with NXT is we haven't got enough digital penetration. By which I mean, uh, by which I mean our YouTube numbers. Uh, I am gonna DP look on the double pin. I mean, double pin. Two pins for the price of one, huh? How you doing? <laughs> I just had to him already. Yeah, I don't know. And Joe uh, with big cash. <laughs> <laughs> big cash. I got two friends here. My other guy, he's working Wednesday. He's having <laughs> <laughs> uh, Together with a real guy in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Certified GC. <laughs> Bonafide ducks. Oh. <sighs> 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 <
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.